These are eight tips to create a high-performance business culture. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. If you don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. Let's talk today about eight tips to building a high-performance culture. So this comes from a recent post that I did in our No BS Business Hacks group on Facebook. And these are eight tips that I just want to share on the podcast anyway. I would love to hear what you think, and if you've got any other ideas, please shoot me a message across on any of my social media platforms. So grab out your phone while you're listening and shoot me a message if you've got any other strategies or any other ideas or any tips that I've left off here. But let me go through these from one to eight, and I hope that it helps you to improve your business culture as well because it's probably one of the most foundational things that you can do if you're trying to scale a business. If you don't do the majority of these, you will end up in chaos and human resources nightmares. It was interesting because when I wrote this post, Someone who works in human resources went, this is brilliant. I wish most business owners did this. And I said, unfortunately, about 99% of business owners won't. And that's also the reason why they consistently have staffing problems and underperformance and they're stressed out all the time. It's normally because of the way that they operate their business, just because I've never put in some of these things that will really help the business to grow at a high level. And these are foundational. If you don't get the foundation right, then eventually everything's gonna topple. So let's talk about it. Number one tip is that you've got to get clear on your company's mission and your vision. You've got to make it relatable and not some wanky bullshit that most corporate business or big businesses have. You know, I've worked with so many businesses over the years and they make up these like crazy mission statements that no one cares about. You can tell that it's just some dude who's done a university degree, who's never really run a business, who's come in and said, this is how you do it. This is how you create a mission. And so then the business and the management team or whatever it is, they'll get together and they make something that sounds really, really good on paper. They think about, wow, this is great because the customers will love us. But that's not what the culture is. It's so important to get that mission and the vision right. And you've got to make it real. So in our business, like our big mission is to really empower the world to make better decisions, to achieve more in their business and to live a great lifestyle. For me, it's really, really important to be able to help people get the best out of themselves. Because as a kid, I felt like I had nobody who said to me, you can do it. You can be anything that you want. I had people consistently tell me what I couldn't be. I had people consistently put me down. Anytime I had goals and dreams, you'll never achieve that. I got told in order to have money, you've got to start with money. Like you've got to come from a wealthy family, all of this bullshit. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it for me. So I got out there and did it for myself. I want to give those tools and those resources and all the stuff that I've learned over the last 20 years of working in human behavior and working with some of the most successful people on the planet. I've analyzed the way that they do things and why they do what they do, and I wanna share that with the world. So that's super important to me, and I hope that the tools and the resources that I've created through some of my events are used in schools eventually and things like that so that kids can figure out what they wanna do in life and where they wanna go so they can stay laser-focused throughout their life instead of, number one, having a midlife crisis, number two, finishing university or finishing a trade and going, I fucking hate this shit. I want to do something else and then leaving their career or bouncing around for 30 or 40 years between jobs because they don't know what they want to do. And this is just most people. So you've got to make sure that your mission is super clear and super real. For me, I think about my vision every day and I have visions consistently. And as my visions grow, I document them. I write them down. Now for our business, we are very, very clear. And every week in our management meetings and in our team meetings, we talk about the mission. 
We talk about the values of the company and we talk about the visions. So that then that way the team are 100% clear on why we do what we do and who we're here to help. So you have to keep talking about it. You can't just write it on a board and expect everyone's gonna follow along and listen along. So you wanna talk about the mission in most meetings and reinforce it often. If you're not consistently talking about the mission, then it's not the mission. You know, most people talk in a business about their problems, which is the reason why they have problems all the time in their business. If you talk about your mission all the time in your business, then people know exactly what you're here to achieve. And what it also does is it weeds out the people who aren't right for the mission as well. When you work with people who are inspired by the mission, you'll see their energy increase, they'll get all excited, they'll get pumped up and they'll wanna be part of it. If they're not like that, then you know that they don't wanna be part of that mission. And we've done it before where we've had shitty hiring strategies and we've hired people. And then after a while, they want to go home at five o'clock, whether they've got their work done or not. That does not fly in our company. You either get work done or you don't get work done. And if the work's not done, then you don't go home. Like we get shit done. That's one of our values in our business. Now, I don't really care if someone leaves at four o'clock in the afternoon when they're supposed to finish at five, if they've got all their work done and they're on track. But if you're holding up the rest of the team because your job's not done, then you better get to work and you better stay at work until that shit gets done. So that's our culture because, you know, I just have high expectations, but that's because we are trying to create a global business at a huge scale to be able to help people. I don't want to have tire kickers in our team at all because it just destroys the culture. Number one, you need to get super clear with the company's mission and vision. Number two, you need to be 100% certain about the company's values. Values should drive the hiring process, the firing process, your daily team performance, and also will need to be reinforced in daily conversations. So for instance, like, one of ours is that we have a shot or we have a crack. That's actually one of our values is we have a crack. And what I've written down there in the value is it's better to have tried and failed than to have never tried at all. So if one of my team comes to me and they've tried something and it didn't work, providing they go, well, you know what? I think we need to try something else. Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what worked, here's what didn't. And they're on top of it. I know that they're pushing hard. That's great. That's exactly what we want. So I don't punish the team for mistakes especially if they're mistakes of trialing something new and they've thought through it. What I punish them for is if they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And I will pull them into my office or I'll get them online and I'll have a chat to them and I'll say, hey, look, you know, what's going on? How can we keep making these same mistakes? Another one is clear communication. So in our team, I noticed that we're having communication problems because people weren't asking good questions. People were nodding and going, yes, I understand. And then they're going away and fucking everything up because they weren't listening effectively. So that's one of our values, that we have clear, concise communication. So if you don't understand something, then ask the question. If someone doesn't explain something, ask them to explain it again. Both parties have a responsibility for clear, concise communication. So that's part of our values of the company. Since putting that into our values, our team communication has changed so much and we have less daily head fucks and hassles because if not, what I do is I will, you know, if I'm on a meeting and there's chaos going on in the team and I find that it's because of poor communication, I will pull the team up and I'll say, hey, look guys, do you think that this is communicating clearly? Because it seems to me like it's not. How do we improve this? Because this is pushing against the company values and this is starting to become unacceptable. And so what I notice is it will tighten everybody up again and not stress tighten, but it'll tighten up the communication. So your values need to define how you operate as a company. If you don't have clear values and you don't reinforce it in your hiring strategy, in your meetings, in your reprimanding, all of that stuff, then all you're gonna do is you're gonna punish people on the task. So when someone stuffs something up or every morning you wake up and you go, shit, this is going wrong, this is going wrong, this is going wrong, and you won't be able to define whether you're on track, off track, or if you're just dealing with all these frustrations. Values have to be super clear. So number one is the mission and the vision. Number two is company values. They've gotta be super clear and they have to be reinforced almost every day in the business and spoken about. Number three is productivity. So productivity equals growth. 
Economies grow based on productivity. So do businesses. Therefore, your productivity should be discussed often and performance reviews and pay rise should be based on attitude and productivity. So not on how long someone's been there. If someone's been with my business for three years and they come to me and say, I want a pay rise because I've been with the team for three years, the first thing I'm going to do is dive in and look at their productivity. If they haven't consistently stepped up to achieve more, I'm going to now think about firing them. So they've come to me for a pay rise and I'm going to be thinking about getting rid of them. Because if you haven't added more value and become more productive and more effective at your job over three years, then it's time to go. Because you're lazy, you're complacent, and you're just doing the bare minimum. Whereas if I've got someone who's pushing hard and they're consistently being more and more productive, I'm going to pay them better because they're making the business more valuable. So unfortunately in this day and age, the majority of businesses, just in general, don't reinforce how important productivity is and the achievement of being more efficient and more effective at your job role. Most people get paid because they're entitled to being paid whatever. Whereas that's not how businesses operate. Essentially a business grows because of the productivity and what it produces. That's it. So if the productivity drops, yet people are expecting a pay rise, that company is gonna go out of business very shortly. The productivity of the business has to be directly proportional to what you pay people. I remember reading only a couple of days ago where someone had said, you know, if you're shopping around for a new job, make sure you push hard for pay. And these are the questions that you wanna ask, like what's the pay rate? And you know, what am I entitled to? And all this sort of stuff. That's all dog shit. If you're looking to go into a business to get the best pay, I personally would never hire you, full stop. Because if you're not thinking about how you can add value to the company and how you can make the business more productive and be more effective, then you're not backing yourself. And so therefore you're a shit staff member. You're someone who doesn't add value to this business. And every staff member has to add value to the business because if it doesn't, it means that other people are pulling your weight. And that's how most large businesses operate. So it's not a really effective strategy. So that is number three. Productivity equals growth. You've got to keep on track of people's productivity. Number four is communication is key. So learn how to communicate effectively and then train others to do the same. Often the ability to listen, to take notes, ask valuable questions, speak up when needed and not, all of these are really powerful human behavior tools. So if you don't know how to communicate effectively, it can cost you a lot in business and especially in a leadership or a management position. A lot of businesses are failing or a lot of businesses struggle just due to poor communication. So make sure you keep working on it. Invest in learning how to communicate. I was a really shit communicator. I couldn't listen. I would talk too much. I mean, I'm on a podcast talking flat out now. I didn't listen to people. And that cost me so much money and wasted so much time because I just didn't listen effectively. I would do stupid shit because I didn't hear people. I was already thinking about what I wanted to say. Also, I noticed I didn't ask questions. I didn't get clear with what people wanted. I didn't make people repeat back to me what I've asked for when I'm leading them. So sometimes people would think that they understood what I was talking about, but because I didn't clarify, they would just run off and go and do whatever they were gonna do. And then I would realize that they'd stuffed up everything and it would cost the business a lot. So if you're not investing in learning how to communicate more effectively, it's costing you a lot in business. Number five is you wanna set clear, concise, well-defined goals. We use the OKR system. There's a great book called Measure What Matters by John Dewar. You can also go to the website whatmatters.com and you can learn all about the OKR method of goal setting. So it's the letter O for Oscar, K for key, and R for results. So it's the OKR system. It helps so much with execution and you can essentially come up with a 90 day plan, direct your team towards it, and then let them run with it. And then you've just got to do weekly check-ins. Maybe you can just quickly check in with certain teams on different days and they'll be pretty productive, providing they know what the outcome is or the OKR. Go and check that out. Number six is what gets measured gets accomplished. Keep what measurements and data will lead to the outcomes or the goals or what you're trying to achieve. What I find is that most businesses keep data and they try to track everything, but they might be tracking the wrong thing. You need to know what data produces the results. 
And I was only talking to my manager the other day or my GM, and we were just talking about some of the sales results, just generating leads and all this sort of stuff. But what I noticed was that when we started talking, some of the ideas around what should be tracked were great. It was great for management, but it wasn't really great for the staff member. And what I said is that it's great that we know the data, but the staff member needs to know at the end of every day what's been happening on the phone with the calls, how many leads they've generated, because they really need to write it down. Because when they write it down, they will see their own accountability and what's working, what's not working. So you wanna make sure that whenever you're tracking anything, that the tracking is directly proportional to the goal or the thing that you're trying to achieve. If not, you'll just end up with a whole bunch of data and you'll just end up overwhelmed. And I see this happen with so many businesses where someone in ops comes along, like let's say you have an operations person, they end up becoming a CEO, and then all of a sudden there's all this data that's being tracked and everything's happening. Now, they know everything that's going on in the business, but all it does is it just jams up all of the teams. So the marketing team spend three quarters of their day filling out spreadsheets, logging data, instead of getting leads and getting sales or things like that. You know, sales teams, if they've got to spend half of the day writing stuff in the CRM, that's taking too long. I would rather have my team spend one hour inputting data and seven hours or eight hours on the phone versus let's say it's four hours on the phone, yet four hours inputting data and filling out spreadsheets. Like that's crazy, but that happens a lot in businesses. So you need to know what data produces results and then use that data effectively. Number seven is give empowering feedback and notice good work often. Your verbal feedback and noticing small wins will lead to an increase in courage, confidence in the team, and a competence within the team. It also shows that their actions are rewarded. So most people in our society are really insecure. So if they do good work and you don't notice anything for a week or two weeks and they do really, really well and you don't say anything directly to them, you have to let them know directly. Like you can't go through a manager that then tells another person that then tells another person. You have to identify it and then go to them and tell them. When you do that, what it does is it builds their confidence, it builds their competence, and it also helps them to feel more secure in their role. So they'll start taking a few more risks, they'll start pushing a little bit harder, and you watch the productivity increase. But if you don't tell them that, what will happen is that most business owners will go and tell them when there's something wrong, or, you know, I didn't like this email, or you didn't write this effective. You do that enough times, and they will just shut down. And the natural thing is when people feel unsure, they won't do anything, they'll just stop working. And so you have a whole bunch of people in your business and they won't be working, they won't be productive. They'll be doing the bare minimum. Now, if you've got staff that are just doing the bare minimum, it's because they've lost their confidence or they've lost their courage or they have no direction. So the reason why you wanna give feedback often is that it helps to build their courage. Even last night, we got a sale. So we got a sale late at night. I'd been speaking to this person for the last couple of weeks, but the sale came through after a post that was put up by one of my team members. Now, 60 to 70% of that sale was my sale, but I still chucked it in the team chat and let them know, whoever put that post up tonight, thank you so much, we just got a sale from it, thank you. And then what happened was, the person who posted that went, ah, I'm doing something that's helping the team to win. So they feel good about it, they're gonna repeat that same process next time. And so I want them to keep feeling like they're winning when they're doing things that help us to win. So you've gotta reward them and reward them straight away. Don't do it in three weeks, don't do it in like the monthly meeting, do it immediately. Like when you see it, send them a message. If someone does something for you at work, Send them a message straight away and go, hey, thanks for this today. The more you can build the confidence up with your team, the better they're gonna perform. So just remember that that is super important with your culture. And then number eight is look after yourself as a leader. Many leaders expect others to grow, to learn, to stay empowered and to make changes, yet many business leaders don't do the same. I often hear business owners saying, I don't have the time to learn, I don't have the time to grow, I don't have the time to upskill, I don't have the money to do this shit. Yet at the same time, they expect their staff to do it. Do you know how stupid that makes a business owner look? 
Like every week I'm on the phone and I hear a business owner going, oh man, I can't take three days off to come and do a course. And I'm like, you can't take three days off. You're not a business owner. You're essentially someone who's being tortured in a cage. You can't even get out of your own business to go and do things that are gonna help you to grow as a person. You're trapped, you're stuck, like you're fucked. That's what it is, like you're stuck. So you can't expect staff to grow and you can't expect staff to be super effective and efficient if you can't even do it with yourself. So make sure you're walking your talk within your own business. If you expect your team to grow, you better be growing. Like if you expect your sales team to consistently do training and learnings and stuff like that to improve sales, you better be doing the same stuff in areas of leadership, management, or whatever area you need to grow and learning in your business. Because if not, all it does is it shows that you're not walking your talk. So make sure you're looking after yourself. You know, if you expect staff to perform at their peak, yet you're overweight and eating shit food every day, then how do you expect staff to perform at their peak? You should be a walking living example of what you expect in your business. So if you expect your team to not be overworked, then don't overwork. If you don't expect your team to burn out, then don't burn out. If you expect your team to learn and grow, then you better learn and grow. And this is something that most business owners get stuck with. So let's just go back through them again. So the eight tips of building a high performance culture. Number one is get super clear on the company's mission and vision. Number two is you've got to get really, really clear and 100% certain on the company's values, then reinforce them consistently. Number three is productivity equals growth. So make sure you're looking at productivity, tracking productivity, and making sure that you're rewarding productivity in your team and your business. Number four is communication is key. Make sure you're learning how to communicate effectively and always be working on your communication. Number five is set clear, concise, and well-defined goals. As I mentioned, we use the OKR system. Number six, what gets measured, gets accomplished. So make sure you're measuring the right things that lead to accomplishment in your business. Number seven is give empowering feedback and notice good work often. And then number eight is look after yourself as a leader and make sure that you're walking your talk. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I wanna say a massive thank you to all those who have been rating and reviewing our podcast on all the platforms. Thank you so much. And to all those who have been sharing it as well. If you haven't already done so, please, if I could ask a massive favor, please on whatever platform you're on, just rate and review the podcast. I would really, really appreciate it. You know, I share all those things with my team. We see it, we track all the numbers. The more reviews that we get and the more ratings we get, the more our podcast gets pushed out to more people. So it just helps us to keep helping others. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you're enjoying your day. Keep rocking it, keep kicking massive goals, and I look forward to seeing you back here on the next podcast. Remember to rate and review. 